Hi friends, today we are doing a deep dive into a question that I have had on my heart a long time to talk to you about, but again, these hard faith topics sometimes just stump me. Like, how do I bring this to you in the best way possible? So God really led me to some great verses, some amazing resources, and some awesome revelation about how to talk about what exactly is relationship versus religion? And I'm excited to dig into this with you today. I'm excited to bring you some clarity on this topic and hopefully help you grow closer to God. Hey friend, welcome to the Stephanie Gas Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the King, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world. You are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Okay, so whether you're new around here or you've been hanging out with me for over three years, I mean, excuse me, three years of podcasting, y'all, I, I like, what? It's so crazy. Um, whether you're new or whether you've been a Lola for a long time, I want you to know about how we can hang out together at a deeper capacity, okay? Now, I have lots of free stuff. I have all the free things, right? I have the Facebook community. I have all of the freebies. I have all the stuff at the website. Like whatever you need that's free just to get to know me more and to see what I have for you to get started, go there. But if you're in a space of, I actually need stuff, I need you to help me implement, I need you to help me get clarity on my thing, I need you to help me build a work from home, profitable online business that is God-centered from my gifts, then I'm your person, okay? And there's lots of ways that we can do this together. What I recommend, number one, is checking out Clarify Your Calling, which is my course that helps you get clarity, build the five-pillar brand map. Uh, The other thing that you can do is hire me for private coaching. I do take a select number of people on as private clients. I have a few open slots at the moment. And I also wanted to let you know that prices go up for coaching every year on January 1st. So if you've had it on your heart to work with me one-on-one, to have me as your personal a faith-led business coach, then hi, let's go. I'm so here for it. Let's meet over Zoom in our comfies, drink coffee together, and power out some business. If that's something that you want to check out, you can get our pricing menu by emailing the team, support at stephaniegass.com, support at stephaniegass.com. If you are a Stephanie Gas student, you can grab a 30-minute unstuck session with me as well. You can purchase those through that same email, support at stephaniegas.com. Just let the team know what you guys are looking for, and they will put you um, on the right path, get you all the information, the pricing, the booking, everything that you need, okay? And one time I got asked, Steph, I want to coach with you, but I don't want you to air my session on your podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, you guys do not have to have your coaching episodes live on the show. Okay, that's totally optional 
and you can opt out of that. So I just want to let you know that if anybody's scared, like, ooh, girl, mm-mm, do not air my dirty laundry, honey. I got you covered. And then last but not least, if uh, coaching is not in the budget or you don't need that in-depth accountability and my eyes all over your business and really guiding you through and you're really self-motivated, you can get this done yourself. You just need someone to show you the hows. I want you to go to stephaniegass.com courses. There's a three-step process that you're going to go through. It's going to take you uh, roughly three to six months to build out my exact business model, right? Step one is getting clarity. Step two is starting a podcast. It's how we build an audience. And then step three is scaling your podcast, getting it to rank all of the visibility and monetizing it with a course, program, or coaching. That's a three-step business um, building process that I take all of my students through. Obviously, it's super God-centered. Nothing that we do over here at Stephanie Gas. The company is without God at the seat of our table, right? At the head of our table, as the CEO of our business. God is number one in every single thing that I do. So you will walk away after working with me with a God-centered, faith-led online business where you are using your gifts to glorify the kingdom of God, right? And you may be like, oh no, but it's not, I have nothing to do with faith. My business will have nothing to do. That's fine. Just you operating in your giftings, your God-led giftings is impacting the kingdom, right? We're all, I've said this before, but I want to say it again. We are all pieces of this big puzzle, right? And all of us as kingdom women, we hold a puzzle piece. And this puzzle piece is the giftings that he's given you. And it's the purpose on your heart and it's the purpose on your life. And if you don't come to the table with your puzzle piece, we're missing something, right? We are missing this big, beautiful vision that God has for us as a full out church of Christ. All of us women who are working together for his glory. And so we need your puzzle piece at the table. And it all begins with figuring out what it is. Where's my piece? What does it look like? Am I a corner? Am I a center? Right? Like what colors do I have on here? Like you got to figure out your piece so that you can come be part of the puzzle. So all of that information is at stephaniegass.com. And I invite you to come check it out. All right, let's dig into this crazy topic right now. I mean, come on, Lord. Holy Spirit, can I get an amen about this topic because God's really put it on me lately with some really specific stuff that he's He's prompting me and convicting me to talk about. And I'm like, really? You know, Lord, like, isn't there a pastor out there that can handle this one? Isn't there already a blog? And I hear again and again, but daughter, I'm asking you to step up to the mic on this. So here we go. I'm going to absolutely do my best today to talk to you guys about religion versus relationship. And I want to begin with my own experience with this this question mark, okay? I first heard about this concept, gosh, um, maybe a couple of years ago. Maybe it wasn't even that long, like maybe a year and a half ago. And I was super turned off by it because I go to a church and I absolutely love my church. I'm like, church is good. Isn't that what religion is? I'm a Christian. Isn't that my religion? I was very confused with this whole concept of, religion bad, relationship good. You know, I I didn't understand it. I didn't know what that meant. And it really, you know, spun me out for a minute because I just felt like it was wrong for people to be saying that religion was bad when I had actually had a really positive experience with the word religion. Anyway, God kept showing me this concept through people I was working with 
And my own family members, you know, I haven't talked to you guys very much about this and I won't go super deep into it just out of respect for my siblings and all of that. But, you know, my father, he had some religious trauma from his childhood, grew up Catholic and, you know, they they had strict, strict discipline. It was extraordinarily rule abiding. The nuns told him, yes, nuns, you know, if you... um if you ask for something, God will give it to you. Well, you know, my dad being raised in this family of six children and living all together in like two-bedroom home with with no money. I mean, extraordinarily poor at the time. Oh, I just want a sled. I just want a sled. And he prayed and prayed and prayed for this sled and God didn't give it to him. And he he was so confused, right? Well, well, these people are telling me who God is. And if I abide by all these rules and laws, I will get what I want. There was no explanation of any of the meanings. He was never directed to read the Bible. He, all he knew was discipline, right, wrong, and you go to hell if you don't abide by these rules. And so it created this ins- extraordinary level of fear in his life, um, which definitely he probably wouldn't tell you that. My dad actually passed away this May um, from cancer. But if you guys have heard some prior episodes, you know, I truly believe in my heart and I was shown that he did come to Jesus in the last moments. My son had a, had a dream. He appeared to him in a dream and he spoke to him and he asked him to tell me hello. It's just such a beautiful experience. And maybe one day I'll share that full full experience with you. Um, however, my point here is that I was prompted to talk to my dad about Jesus towards the end of his life. And I, man, y'all talk about like gut-wrenching nerves. Like I'm going to vomit right now. Holy Spirit, please don't make me do this, right? And I t- talked to my husband about it and he was like, wow, I mean, yeah, you should make that call. And I'm like, but I thought you were going to say I didn't have to make the call. You know, like you're looking for this out of this hard thing that God's asking you to do. So I made the call and on the phone call, so many things came out about his, like, you know, he, he was angry. He was angry towards religion. But what what I saw as this as this woman who has a relationship with God and with Jesus was I saw my dad being angry at humanity. He was angry at people. He was angry at these 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 nuns and these people that had run this church and this school that he was part of and this quote unquote religion. And he was associating that with God as a person. You know, if God is this church and these people, God is mean, bad, harsh. Uh, cruel, you know, unforgiving. He is unrelenting. Like he had all of this vision of who God was because of his experience with a religion. And so that was one example. And then I had multiple examples of this come up over the course of, gosh, a year. And it's about a year and a half ago now. And another one was through my spiritual growth mentor telling me about her experience with religion. And what was interesting for me is that I, we just didn't go to church, you know, like I was a quote unquote, whatever we were. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you if we were Catholic or Christian when I was growing up because we didn't go to church. We didn't talk about it. My mom prayed with us and we talked about Jesus, but there was no deep like getting rooted in a church or a religion. So I think I just, I didn't have this experience that so many people had had. So it started giving me these really deep questions about why are people angry at God? Why have they turned away from him? Why is there this 
fear around God and like all of these things that are keeping them from knowing him the way that I do. And it really just came full circle with this whole concept of religion versus relationship. And I saw this meme that I think just totally hit the nail on the head. It was such a great visual. It says, religion is a guy in church thinking about fishing. Relationship is a guy out fishing thinking about God. (laughs) I was like, that's it. You know, that's it right there. There's a few other quotes I want to read you. This is from Paul Washer. He says, a lot of people think that Christianity is you doing all the righteous things you hate and avoiding all the wicked things you love in order to go to heaven. No, that's a lost man with religion. A Christian is a person whose heart has been changed They have new affections. So it's this concept of people saying, ew, I hate doing all these things, these rule-based things that are good versus I want to do all these wicked, bad things that feel good, right? This is, that's that, this concept of religion. And here's another one, A.W. Tozer. Most men indeed play at religion as they play at games. Religion itself being of all games, the one most universally played. Ooh, hot dang. Okay, so when we really think about this concept, I think it's this this thing that people are taught or told or groomed to believe that there's good versus bad. And it's it's this concept of works-based salvation. Okay, so... When you follow this set of rules, when you follow the Ten Commandments, when you follow, you know, the law of Moses from the Old Testament, you know, good, bad, um, sin, repentance, all of that, you'll go to heaven. And so there's this like belief system. And that's actually in every religion in the world except for Christianity. And I read that. I haven't done like a bunch of research, so... You know, if you guys find that that's not the truth, please come in and let us know. You can email me. But I found through my research online that Christianity is the only religion, and it is a religion, okay, so we're going to talk about that too, that teaches salvation by faith in Christ alone. It's not in the works that you do, which is what religion is, right? It's in your faith in God, in the love, in your closeness with him, in something that we're calling today this relationship with God, okay? And so when we learn that it's good versus bad and rules and law, it goes against everything that God created us to be. You know, God God didn't create us to abide by rules and to be able to choose the right rule every single time because we're humans, we're flesh, like we're inherently sinners. So we're, we're always going to fail. We're always going to fail. And God is not setting us up for failure, right? God is setting us up for transformation, for salvation, for a place in heaven. He is setting us up to be absolutely changed and transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But what does that even mean when, we're, when we have this concept of what I do equals where I go? And that is where people get led astray. And I think that we get led astray because the world has its hands on religion, right? The enemy is smart. Not to give credit where credit is not due, but at the same time, the enemy is smart. Come on, he is. So we need to acknowledge that for what it is and and recognize that if the enemy can play these games 
through the world and through humans, then he can trick people into believing that God is this God of works-based salvation. And we're always going to fail. And then when you fail, when you fail at that, right, when you can't be a good little boy, good little girl, and then you ask God for the sled and he doesn't give you the sled or whatever those things are that, that you were taught, you say, wow, you know, it starts, it gets you to question God's character. And when we question and, and you're questioning God's character and, and maybe you come to this belief that God is what these people have shown me about him. What the world has said that he is mean, you know, hot, you know, hot or cold, or he, I can't go to heaven and I cannot be loved because I cannot abide by these rules. Well, you're always going to fail when you're following a rule book that doesn't have love tied to it. Here's the big aha moment that I absolutely had when, when drafting out today's podcast episode, it's that God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with me because when we grow in love, when we grow in this friendship with him, this this beautiful, tight-knit, beautiful intimacy with God, we actually desire to be Christ-like. We actually desire to abide and obey out of love and gratitude to him. It's this absolute transformation In the way that we live out our life. And here's where it gets so, so interesting for me. I want you to think of it like a marriage, okay? You get married and your husband hands you a rule book. And he's like, here's your rules. You're a wife. You are meant to, right? Whatever. Serve me and cook for me and clean for me and do these things for me. And you're going to follow this rule book and you're going to go to this rule book every single day and you're going to check the boxes. And because you follow the rule book... I will love you and we will have a good marriage, okay? And so you follow the rule book and you follow the rule book and you follow the rule book and you have these obligations and these duties. And if you don't do the duties, your marriage is going to crumble and your husband's going to hate you. And there's so much pressure on your shoulders and you feel so restrained and constrained in your marriage. And because of that, you resent him. And then this resentment turns into hate, and right? Like there's all this like, it's a snowball effect. This, this rolling and rolling and rolling of problems all coming from trying to tell this wife what she has to do versus you get married, you have this husband and this husband, he just looks at you and he loves you so much and he encourages you and he, he mentors you, right? He challenges you when maybe you've fallen off of, of a path of this godly wife and maybe he says some things to remind you, but he does it in love. He sees you. He encourages you. He counsels with you. He holds your hand. He prays with you. He he feels emotions with you. He lifts you up when you're down. Um, He walks alongside you. And you feel so seen. And you feel so encouraged. And your heart is full every day. And you're just uplifted. You're, You're full of joy and gratitude for this spouse that you have. And... And you, and you simply decide because you're so grateful for this man and this marriage, you want to make him as happy as he makes you. So you choose to be this servant wife, right? You choose to be a selfless wife and to 
however you can bring him joy. And maybe that's quality time, or maybe that is keeping a a home, and maybe that is cooking for him, but you want to do it because that love is reciprocated. It's this circular love. It's this unconditional agape love that you're just round and round. You're giving and you're receiving, and you're giving and you're receiving, and you're so happy. You're both happy, and you're yoked together. Does that make sense? That that visual of this husband and wife is how I see this religion versus relationship concept. And the beautiful the beautiful thing that I think so many people do not know or maybe haven't really dug into is this truth that you can know God at that level. You can have a personal friendship, relationship, intimacy with Jesus on a daily basis where you are actually knowing him at this deep personal level. Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. James 4.8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Isaiah 65, 24, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. Jeremiah 31, 3, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I continue my faithfulness to you. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you do not know. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. 1 Timothy 2, 1, first of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. Colossians 3, 1, last one. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Guys, scripture tells us, scripture promises us a relationship, a closeness, a love, a relationship with him. And the most beautiful thing is, is I've lived this out myself. So if I was to give you an example of all of this, there was a day in time, gosh, I kind of remember the day, but I still think it was an evolution even after this point. You know, probably four years ago, when I decided to be done with the old me, and I decided to be done fighting between flesh and spirit and going back and forth between sin and relationship and bouncing back and forth because I was afraid of giving up the world's way and I was afraid of giving things up and I felt like I had to cling to those pieces of who I used to be and I decided to shed the worldly version of Stephanie and I was done with it. I was just done and I fully surrendered my, this, this earthly way of thinking, this good versus bad, this works-based concept, this work-based salvation And I decided that I'm fully surrendered. Lord, make me new. Make me Christ-like. Holy Spirit, take the wheel. Like my 
heart is yours, my sight is yours, my mind is yours, my relationships are yours, my motherhood is yours, my marriage is yours, my business is yours, I'm done. Like, I just want to follow you. I want to be yoked with you, Christ. Every choice, every breath, every word, every single piece of who I am needs to be through you. And when I decided that and I made that declaration and I gave my heart in full surrender, my life, not just my heart, but my actual life in full surrender to Christ. And I said, take it. You know, like I just want to abide in you and love and gratitude every single day. I'm walking away from this sinful life. I changed. I changed. I didn't want I didn't want to sin anymore. And I sure, I still do. We all do. We all make mistakes, but it's so much less. And it's because I don't want to. I have no desire in my heart to do the things I used to do. I'm not coveting idols. God, and as soon as I do something like that, God will bring it to my heart and out of love, kindly remind me and redirect me. You know, discipline is good. Discipline is so great. One of my favorite verses Hebrews 12, 11, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Like I love discipline. I'm like, Lord, you know, redirect me. And it's interesting because just like in that marriage example, I feel it's out of love. I know that God is just kindly, softly saying, daughter, eyes on me, right? Daughter, eyes on heaven. Daughter, eyes on using your gifts for my glory. You know, daughter, I'm here with you. I'm going to need you to trust me. And it's so beautifully done. And I'm, I feel, I don't feel condemned. I don't feel belittled. I don't feel judged in any way. I'm like, oh, thanks, Abba. Thank you so much for putting me on the right path again. I'm so grateful for you. And there I go. I'm not sitting in this like dark, like self-hatred for making a mistake. It's like, hey, we all mess up. That's the way that it should be. Now, I shouldn't be saying I get to mess up and I get to sin because I have a relationship with Christ because that would just be us trying, being hypocritical, right? Like using our relationship as a um, camouflage for staying in the world. That's not what this is about. This is about a true, absolute, raw, authentic, you have no secrets kind of deep, the love that we dream of, you know, as teenagers, we're like, I'm going to have a love like that, you know, like a relationship. We're going to tell each other everything. It's going to be so special. <laughs> we're going to laugh. Like all of those little dreams that you had about this spouse when you were a teenager, that's the relationship with Christ. That's what that is. And because it's like that, because you're so open, there's no secrets. He is just with you, just holding your hand through life. And when I started to, to realize that, my heart just changed. Like every single thing, every choice that I made went through a God filter first. And it wasn't a, I have to. It wasn't like, I have to put this through a God filter or I'm in trouble or I've been a bad girl. No, it was like, hey, Lord, what do you think about this? Hey, God, I don't know if this is right for me. Can you convict my heart if I need to make a change here? Lord, is there anything that, I, that I'm coveting? Lord, um, can you soften my heart? You know, I'm having some issues with whatever, judgment or comparison or gossip or anything that you're dealing with. I mean, down to the minute detail, guys, 
I'll pray to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I'm struggling with not treating my body like a temple. Can you just convict me again? Can you just pour into me again? It's that intimate. It's like he's, he, and he is, he's sitting with you every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, forever, for the rest of your life, for all of eternity. What an incredible gift. What an absolute miracle that we get to have this type of relationship with him. And we get to remove this rule-based thinking and just be free absolute freedom and this freedom it's a choice and this 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 freedom is a gift and all we have to do is say yes to it all we have to do is walk away from things that the world taught us about who God is and ask him to show us the truth about who he is and to ask him is there truly father a relationship that I can have with you Are these things that Stephanie is saying real for me? If it is, Lord, I invite you. Come on with it. Like, I want to be besties with you. I want you to, I want you to want me. I want to want to not sin, right? I want to want to do good. I want to want to be Christ-like. I want to want to love my husband with, with this unbelievable level of patience and kindness and love and fruit of the spirit. I want to embody that as a mom. I want all of those things. And it comes through this relationship with you, through Holy Spirit guiding me, walking me, leading me, Father. I want that. Help me to have that. I invite you, Lord, to come in. So I hope that this episode blessed you. And I'm going to invite you right now to pray with me. And if you feel led, you can close your eyes and you can just believe by faith this prayer. You can write it down and say it yourself. Or maybe you just want to observe today. You just want to listen and and stew over this and think about these things. And that's great too. There is no, I want to say this as well. Let me, let me say this and then we'll pray. There's no right or wrong way for you to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Okay. The, your relationship is going to look totally different than mine. All right. Mine is pretty out there. You know, like I'm the chicken church. I got my arms raised. I'm like, woo, Holy Spirit. I'm crying, you know, like I'm pretty out there. I'll talk about Jesus to people. And, you know, I was having this conversation with my mom and my stepdad. And he was talking about how his faith is intimate. It's this quiet, beautiful, sacred, intimate relationship. And he loves it. And my mom and hers is different than mine. And and I want you to know that there's no right or wrong way. It's 100% yours. And that's what makes it so beautiful is the uniqueness. The way that God created you to be in worship and relationship and to be truly loved by him is just absolutely yours. And no one has to know about it if you don't want them to. And nobody has to be part of it. And it doesn't have to look like anything you've ever seen before. And that is the beauty of this whole experience. Okay, so permission. Let's pray. Lord, together I'm standing in agreement with my sisters today. I'm standing in agreement, Father, that we can choose to have this incredible relationship with you. That in scripture you promise us, Father, this extraordinary Holy Spirit, God-led intimacy with you. And we are asking you for that, Lord. 
we are asking you in full surrender to come in and be partnered with us, to take our hand, God, and walk us through our day, to help us make our choices, Father, to help us embody fruit of the Spirit, to absolutely challenge us when necessary, to set us on our healing paths, to guide us to godly mentors, and most of all, Lord, to experience this agape, unconditional, transformational love that only you can give us. We're asking you, Father, right here and now to replace anything that we are coveting, anything that we're searching and seeking for love, recognition, and value, that it would be smashed and cast away and replaced with you, the only true love that we need. Lord, I ask you to just remove old thinking. I want you, Father, wash away old thinking with the blood of Christ today. Just replace in our minds and hearts a realization that Things we've learned of the world are things that we've learned that were a deception, Lord. Those are no longer thoughts. Those are no longer seeds in our heart. Father, we ask you to cleanse us of those beliefs here and now and replace it with your truth, the only truth, the truth that Jesus Christ died for our sins, for a relationship with us, and he spoke the words, it is finished, as an invitation for us to have a personal relationship with you through Holy Spirit. We accept that, Lord. We're in agreement with that. We thank you. We're so grateful. We're in gratitude to you every minute, every day, Lord. Just let that gratitude wash over us right now. We're so thankful. We welcome a relationship with you, Lord, a deep, intimate relationship with you. Change us, challenge us, transform us in your mighty name. Amen. She said, amen. Yes. All right. I hope that this episode blessed you. I hope that this, I did some justice to this topic. Lord, I'm like, Holy Spirit, be with me on this one because we go in here. We're going to go. Um, guys, I would love to hear from you. You know, do these episodes help you? What do you want to hear from me? What can I speak about for you? What topics are you stuck on? Whether it be in your faith as a Christian entrepreneur, whether it be in your business, I want to serve you. My entire purpose of this entire show is to help you get clarity on what God has created you for so that you can create impact for the kingdom of God and through that actually operate as a business so that you can do your purpose work. Like it's so, I'm so here for this. You are called to be a kingdom entrepreneur. It's on your heart or you wouldn't be listening to me. You're called to do it God's way, not the world's way, or you wouldn't be listening to me. And I know that there's some way that I can help you. And whether it's popping a question into the Ask Steph button on the homepage of my website, whether it is putting a question in our free Facebook community, whether it's working with me, whether it's asking me for a prayer request, I'm here for you. I'm called to be here for you. That's my entire job. So come on over to our group and let me know what other topics you guys want to hear. I would love to hear from you. It brings me so much joy. Uh, God bless you, sister. And I'll see you back here really soon. Bye. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please.
Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 